All right, now I'm starting. Three, two, one. And wait, you're still typing. <laughs> okay, as soon as you stop typing, I'm starting. Okay, uh, I'm ready. All right. Hello and welcome. We are back on the island, Survivor Season 36, Ghost Island. And this is it, Ty. This is our last week before the finale. Hopefully it'll be a little more upbeat than our usual pre-finale episodes where we're just talking about who's obviously going to win because I think there actually is more than one option at least this time. Mm -hmm. We'll get into all of it. We have a special guest today joining us for uh, this special finale preview episode. But before that, let me introduce my co-host. He sticks by me even though he knows he's going to lose at the end. It's Tyler B. Commons. (laughs) No, I'm just the laurel of the podcast. That's all I am. Yep, you're the Yanni of the podcast. Oh, gosh. Okay, have you? Which one do you hear when you listen to that? I, I've I heard, do not. I've hear legit heard both. Laurel at all, or, or Yanni? I do not hear Yanni at all. I only hear Laurel. I, like I had one of the. I saw one of the little sliders say that was like, if you move it all the way over here, you can start to hear where Yanni comes up. I had to move it all the way to the end to even start to barely hear Yanni. I don't get it at all. Yeah, I heard both. The first time I heard Laurel, like, clear as day. And then the second day, all of them were Yanni, but they were also, like, higher pitch. And then I found the original one again today, and it felt lower, so it said Laurel. Not that any of this matters, but... I just am convinced the people who think it's Yanni are, like, punking me. But I don't know. We can ask our guests about this. How about that? We'll We'll get to our guest. Coming to us live with her Bible and a bunch of turkey jerky... It's the queen of Ponderosa, Libby Vincek. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Thank you for joining us. So is it Laurel or is it Yanni? I hear Laurel. <laughs> I hear Laurel like, I don't know that. Does that like tell you something about someone like, oh, if you hear Laurel, you're more of like this kind of person? Because I had to do the same thing. I had to listen and like drag it all the way to the high pitch. And then I'd hear Yanni and I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I guess if you hear Laurel, you're hashtag basic as was, was it Jess a couple <laughs> weeks ago who taught me what that meant? Oh no. She taught me what, uh, uh, what was the word Ty? Remember we kept saying extra, uh, extra. That's what it was. Yes. Yeah. 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 That was the one I didn't know. But I think if you hear Laurel, then you're a basic like sheep person. Cause only weird people have said it's Yanni. <laughs> no, I don't know. It's, it's crazy. Wait, wait. So, Ty, did you do you hear Yanni? So, day one, the first recording I heard was Laurel, but it was like a lower register. And then the second time I heard it, it was higher pitch, and I definitely heard Yanni. And I've okay, also we've, heard we've spent more like time a, on this than it deserves, and the dress yeah, is blue. Yeah. So, <laughs> blue and Let me gold. Go back and listen to it. <laughs> white and gold. TMZ reported that survivors from the upcoming season are posting pictures together and that they might get fined millions of dollars. I don't know if survivors are going to follow through with that. that. I guess that means our first question is, Libby, who'd you vote for at Final Tribal? (laughs) (laughs) You got me. No, no, no. Um, That's hilarious. But I did see that actually on TMZ. But I think that they also said that even though they probably can't afford the full $5 million thing, didn't they say something about like not getting any sort of money or cash reward after, like after the 
like their season aired, they like won't get their money. Yeah, at least. They won't get paid. Which I, is that a spoiler? Does that mean they finished in the money, or is there? Does everyone get a certain? Everyone does get. That's something. what I figured. You have to go to the finale, and that's like your that's your reward for going to the finale. Mm. Because like, what if you get embarrassed out there and you don't want to show up? They're like, please come. <laughs> everyone does get a little something. Obviously, a million dollars for the winner. Mm. Obviously, we have a lot to cover, and Libby was on this season, and I'm sure can give us tons of insight, and I'm sure she can give us more insight when the show's over. <laughs> but I do want to ask, I always like to ask our guests, what was your first experience with Survivor? What drew you to it in the first place? Well, whenever I, I had a friend that was on Amazing Race, and so I kind of got in the whole CBS mix whenever they saw, they found me on her Facebook, and I never dreamed that I would be on Survivor. I had a lot of friends who loved it. Like one friend in particular, she was obsessed and she would come over every Wednesday and I'd make her rice. And I'm like, what is up with the show? And then when I started watching it, I'm like, oh yeah, I've seen that once or twice, like, and just kind of blew it off. But then whenever I started watching it, like binge watching it, I was like, I became obsessed and they had asked me, I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. And so I, I didn't have a passion before as much as I did once I was asked. And I guess just the whole fact of challenging yourself and being out there and then the different strategies, there's just a different route everybody, everyone can go. And that just really, and it's so real. And that's what I liked about it. You know, I don't really, I would never have been like, I would never go on The Bachelor. I'd never go on any of those like interesting reality <laughs> shows. That were like, you like question, like, is this real? Is this scripted? Like Survivor is 100% real and they don't give you anything. They don't tell you to say anything. And that's kind of what I love about it. Yeah, weirdly, you got a bit of a Bachelor edit on the on the Ponderosa video with uh, with Michael. I sure did, didn't I? You know? Because Survivor doesn't usually do that unless the relationship's like really out there like last season with um, Cole and Jessica, I believe it was. But like all of a sudden it was at Ponderosa and it was like it was like a high school like well I guess Michael might literally just be out of high school but it was like a thing where he was to the camera like oh man I think she might like me I don't know uh, I guess I gotta say so. it was like it was such a weird I, I hadn't seen like a survivor thing like that before, yeah but. well with Michael and I out there we knew that everybody was going to put us as a power couple right away because we were like Everybody was like, oh, Olivia and Michael are like, they would be so cute together. Like, we were like, what are you talking about? I, and so, I mean, obviously, we wanted to work together, but then we also knew that that was going to be the very obvious power couple, I guess. And so, we always stayed away from each other. And uh, we'd look at each other and be like, okay, are we good? Okay, all right. And then, like, no talking. <laughs> Nobody ever saw us together besides, like, some nights, whenever. Like we'd sleep by each other and that was it. But we never got to actually do anything together because we knew that it was going to be the obvious power couple, which kind of sucks because it, even though we didn't get to really work together, people still did that to us. <laughs> so it was like, we got to split up Libby and Michael and we're like, we don't even talk. <laughs> what are you talking about? Like Wendell and Dom are the power That's couple. That's what's crazy. Like they literally yeah, it's like all the time. It, we've heard from a... F- or Donathan and Laurel. Yeah. Like everybody were power couples besides. I was gonna us. say we've heard from a few different like people in their ex interviews this year, I think, that have been like, Oh, we didn't want this to be perceived as a power couple or that. But meanwhile, Dom and Wendell are just like, We're a power couple and they're just walking to the final. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, hey, 
I'm like, oh gosh, I it, it was def- it's definitely hard to ba- hard to watch back because I you just couldn't get it out of their minds that like we don't work together and they work together. We have to split them up, and it's like no, never mind. Like we'll forget them. Let them just keep going. So were you surprised to find out Michael was only 18? Yes, I was. <laughs> <laughs> I actually really was. I you was like, surprised. oh, I was very surprised. And because he is so successful and very driven and like has has a very like good career and everything. So I was like, wait, what? And it's just, <laughs> but I mean, Nobody, I mean, I think a lot of people could agree with me that he's very mature for his age. So if I was, when I was 18, it was not that mature, that's for sure. What were you like when you were 18? Um, I don't know. Oh, geez. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, you gotta be on the spot. That's probably, that's probably what I was like when I was 18. (laughs) <laughs> it's probably a good summation what about you ty you're like i don't know what to say <laughs> oh when i was 18 gosh 18 was uh i went off to college no 18 was most of my senior year because i'm old for my my class but yeah that's when i went away and decided not to succeed at college so me and michael are not similar <laughs> in the sense of our success he started early i'm still trying to find it so yeah he'll have, he'll have a down period you'll you'll make up some ground i'm sure <laughs> Uh, mm-hmm. Don't want to peak too early. So, before we get into this week's episode, I know you uh, have definitely gotten a perception shaped of you from the show, <laughs> um, and I guess you could debate what that is among different people. I, I would say it was probably like the mm, devil in disguise thing that they leaned on the most. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm curious how you would what your first instinct would be to tell people. You know what this is what the show didn't show that I'm really like, or that I wish they had, or, you know, something like that. Yeah. You know, I was pretty, I, I talked to everyone and I was playing the game. A lot of people are like, Oh, you know, she's just fooling everybody. She's so fake. And it was like, I, I was talking to everyone. And I think that for the most part, when I was out there, I never really felt, I felt like I had real true relationships with a lot of people out there. And so that was kind of why they, everybody was like, okay, let's just get Libby out. Because it was like, she like, everybody likes her. Like, that's kind of what I kept hearing. And I'm like, no, but wait, uh, uh, you don't have to do that. Like, Angela's like, Libby, you're so, like, who would vote you out? I'm like, you wrote my name down every single triangle. <laughs> what the heck? But I think that, like, I don't know if if it would be something that I would want to tell people that did that they didn't see me as because like I, I don't know it's hard to explain but I feel like I got to actually be myself out there and that was that's who I was I mean like did you see me as like a devil really out there I don't think but Dom was kind of the only one who labeled me as, as that I did have to blindside a few people but I mean those were the only few blindsides of the season so yeah I would say from what we saw the vote out of Morgan was probably your high point when people look back on the season, right? I don't know if that was your personal high right. point, but that was definitely like yeah, that kind of big move that they emphasized. Yeah. Yeah. That. And then, well, I really wasn't part, I, I had to go with the Bradley blind side, but like, that wasn't really, I mean, my doing, 
but yeah, you know, like I keep going back and forth with, in my mind, like, I wonder if I would have voted with Morgan, what would have happened? But I know that that had to have been, that was like my right choice. I had to stay strong with my alliance. And if I, if I would have, if I was going to be at the bottom of their alliance, my life would have been doomed. I, I think I would have been like the new Angela. Cause like, it would have been like a little, a little bit of a, I don't know, question. I don't like to be the bottom of alliances, so. Eh, who does? Well, some people seem to. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you, you just said it. Speaking of staying strong, was the the feel of Navidi strong as powerful as it is coming through in the edit? Because that is like the yes. centerpiece all over the place. It really was. I mean, when we tried to break in at any point, like Jenna... And Michael and I would be like, okay, maybe we can call Kellen over. And Jenna, Jenna and I were like, okay, maybe we can like break the girls up or maybe we can even bring the girls in and start, you know, breaking off the guys. And they just wouldn't like, I mean, it, everybody was like, okay, this is the good one. This is the Navidi strong alliance. We're like, I mean, I was Navidi longer than a lot of the other girls were. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm Navidi. Like, you may have been born, but, like, I was raised Navidi, so <laughs> I, I, I understand. But, like, it was so difficult to break them apart besides Chris. And so, so yeah, it, it was just as strong as it came across on the TV. <laughs> or on the, the TV. phone, whatever you may have watched on. The leader of Navidi got voted out this week. Well, the leader of the hashtag Navidi strong thing, uh, Kellen obviously so i and i'm interested it's interesting to hear your take on it because of how she was describing it this morning in her interviews like i guess everyone was really strong in practice and stuck to it but she kind of described it as being harder to hold together than it seemed like her quote that i read here was i dubbed it the purple mist it was an idea but man it's crazy because you're so in the game and i felt like selling the navidi strong narrative was my only shot I slit the throats of a lot of orange Malolo, so they didn't trust me. Dom and Wendell were going after anyone who had a whiff of strategy. You saw them flip on Dez quicker than I flipped on Dez. I felt like I came into the merge bringing a knife to a gunfight, and my knife had orange blood all over it. I feel like Dom and Wendell, the only thing I could do was sit underneath them and say, I'm the mom, we're going to stay together because we're the strong three of this family. I felt it was my only choice to make sure the big dogs weren't coming after me. So that's her explanation of sticking to that narrative. Well, that's a really good explanation. Kellen's always really good with words. She always had something really good to say. We'd always be like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was always delusional. I mean, if you would have heard some of the things that were not shown up there, you just shake your head because I was not very good um, without food. So <laughs> it does seem like that's but starting Kellen to really weigh on people. Like last night, there was a lot of like weird mental lapses and blow ups like most oh, notably Wendell we'll talk about this later but most notably him finishing the immunity challenge but not calling out Jeff and then it seemed like <laughs> Donathan had some mental breakdown too which could have been a combination of different frustrations that built up to that but like yeah. and and Laurel is just like blindly following people even though she's saying to the camera I know I can't beat them so like before we get into the specifics of anything like and Ty we'll I'll let you talk in a minute but <laughs> <So fine. laughs> no, I just realized I hadn't heard your voice in a while. I, I missed your sweet, sweet voice. 
I always say the podcast is better the less I talk. So this is good. <laughs> yeah, that one episode where it was just 55 minutes of me talking and you just saying yes every couple minutes was great. But I mean, yeah, what what is like the, is the mental effect that real? Like, can you feel it? Like, do you do something and then you're like, why did I do that? Or how, what is that like? 100%. Whenever I even look back at my confessionals, I'm like, I swore I was making sense, but uh, guess not. And it really is. And I also think that it's not just because you're tired, you're hungry, but you're mentally exhausted. Like mentally thinking about this strategy and that strategy, that really the only time that you're able to talk some sense into yourself is when you're talking either to the camera or to Jeff during tribal, because you almost have to hear yourself and how you're thinking. And so really whenever people are opening their mouths and you're like, what, that didn't make sense. It's because like, they don't even know what they're talking about. <laughs> in my mind, I'm like, you may be working out these plans and they may sound great in your mind, but then whenever you actually speak them into existence, it's like, that did not really happen. So, or that's not going to work. So I think that it is kind of true when, whenever we are really tired and it's just, we, we aren't making sense, <laughs> <laughs> but, but it takes a toll on that. And then with Kellen, I think her explanation was Right. And I feel really bad that like that, you know, I don't feel bad, actually, because that was her own doing. But you have to it really shows that you really have to think long term in this. And yeah, at those moments of cutting off Malolo seemed great. But like what was going to happen in the future whenever you are with these people that you think you can count on, but you just cut off everybody's throat in the jury, sitting in the jury, trying to vote for you to win. I guess maybe that's kind of. Like what Laurel is thinking right now is like, okay, I'm going to stay back because maybe the jury will like me more than. Yeah. I mean, let's talk about Laurel because you talk about not making sense. The strategy that she laid out last night was baffling to me the way that she explained it. Effectively, she's been, and I guess, I don't know if it was a, if it was as secret as it was described at first, but it, we've been shown that she was secretly working with Dom Wendell for a while. And then now it seems to be pretty out in the open that she just goes along with whatever they want to do. But she's at this point where she has said out loud that she knows her best bet to get to final three is with Dom and Wendell, but she doesn't think she can win. And I think last week or two weeks ago, she said, the girls I can beat, but I don't trust them. And she actually laid out this week. Let me find the quote. She said, I don't know if I have the exact words, but she basically said, I'm hoping... I can get to the end with Dom Wendell and they'll split the votes and I'll sneak in there. <laughs> I was like, what oh, does yeah, that even I mean? That. I remember watching <laughs> like, I don't know. So four people vote for Dom, four people vote for Wendell and you win? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't even know. I mean, like, but she, she is so smart in some ways. So it's just like, but it's not like in this episode, it really reflected that like, okay, but yeah, you may not be able to trust them, but like, why do you need them to trust you anymore? Or why do you need to trust them anymore? Really? Like, there's not anybody left. If you get one person out, like, then you can control something. Then you don't need to be able to trust them. You just get them out after you get the boys out. Like, that's all. You need to use them. So, but, I mean, again, it's easier to say that whenever you're watching it versus whenever you're actually out there. Because, I mean, you have all day with these people. And you have all day long that you have to like you know figure like be bored with them and kind of talk to them and 
you don't hear every conversation being had. And that's the only thing that like, like whenever I'm out there, I'm like, wait, or whenever I'm watching myself out there, it's like, wait, you missed that conversation or you didn't hear that. Like I was actually working with this person. So it's really easy to like say all this stuff and then be out there. And you're like, that actually makes sense now. Yeah. I just have such a hard time making sense of her plan. I mean, Kellen, Kellen described it as like, uh, just in her interviews today, I think she said to make it to final tribal and feel that sure that you're going to be there. That's a hard thing to give up. And I, I mean, I don't know. I, I guess that's what you could say. I mean, she she talked about trying to get Laurel to move desperately. I thought she had a funny analogy for this. She said, for women everywhere, dear God, can we just make this move? Wendell is dating both of us and he has two dates on one night and he even has the nerve to take us to the same restaurant. He's not even taking us to two different restaurants. <laughs> can we please do this? <laughs> but she wouldn't budge. No, and I think that like also that... And then, like, Donathan as well. Because, like, Laurel obviously is not going to... Like, she wants to take Donathan with her wherever she goes. I don't know what... Whenever I was reading the votes afterwards, I'm like... It just didn't make... The whole episode didn't make a lot of sense to me. But, yeah, that's... That's basically... Laurel would not budge because she knew at least she had them on her side. She, like... They were fully... Because they were very dependent on her. But... Like, does does it look like that to us in the jury? That's kind of like what we kind of have to remember. And whenever we were, whenever we're like looking back, looking at Jonathan, who is just crazy right now, said, <laughs> and crazy right um, now. He, he did mix it up though. He said what he did, what he said he wanted to do. So, yeah, my theory is that he was just so frustrated because every episode for the last like three weeks, he's like, Laurel, let's make a move. Laurel, let's make a move. I, I feel like yeah. he was just so frustrated that she wouldn't make a move that he was like, okay, I'm just going to lose my mind now and see what happens. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. It's, but like, and Ty, I guess this is probably a question for you because I don't think Libby will tell me. Do you feel like Laurel blew her last chance last night? I feel like she did because she said she wants to make final tribal and make her argument with, you know, she was original Malolo and then she found it in and she made it to the end. And I just don't think that's a good enough argument when you've not been sitting on top the whole time she needs. We always talk about resume building and I don't think she's built a resume. I think kind of keeping Donathan around is now backfiring because she's tied to Donathan and Donathan is dropping these crazy truth bombs that, are imploding and I think they wanted to get rid of him last night, but they didn't want to get rid of him because Kellen was like a bigger threat. I couldn't, I didn't understand that. So for Laurel, I think time is slipping by where the opportunities that she's been given, she needed to make the move two or three weeks ago when they could have done an all girls Alliance or when they could have done just something. But at this point, if I'm out there, I don't think I want to vote for her to win just because well, Dom and Wendell have been dominating so much. They're doing it in a way that's just so impressive that one of them is probably going to get my vote. You know, like, I don't know what she's hanging on and waiting for. There's no, like, backs against Run the wall, finale's here. What are you going to do? Yeah, and she even said, like, something about how uh, she was, like, such good friends with them. Like, how she didn't feel like she wanted to make a move against them because they were so close. I'm like, dude, it's Survivor. And, like, she had this line after Immunity where she was like, 
I just, I wanted to get Wendell out the right way. Like, what does that mean? What are you talking about? I, I don't know. I'm very frustrated with Yanni, but I just, I feel like <laughs> there was so many chances for her to do something and it's just too late now. I, and I think it was funny, actually, what you said about Donathan trying to blow things up. Like, I think he increased the likelihood of him not being voted out by doing that because mm-hmm. he went so crazy that it's like, are, is the jury really going to believe him at the end when he's like, oh, I had this cohesive plan and now I'm here? I mean, at the, I mean, I just I have a hard time seeing anyone. I, I guess I'd say it this way. I'd be disappointed in the entire season if anyone but Dom or Wendell won at this point, because, like, and this is where Livy's just going to keep her poker face, I'm sure, but, like, Angela, nothing. Uh, Sebastian seems like an idiot. Uh, <laughs> like, Laurel has just hung on for too long, and Donathan seems like too much of a wild card. And I just, I can't, I can't imagine being satisfied in any other result, you know? Yeah, the, I mean, the top two guys have been running the game from the beginning. It was fun when... Dom and Chris hated uh, yeah, Dom and Chris hated each other. <clears throat> Sorry, yeah. this is going. I know, right? Post editing. No, I'm but leaving that in. You're, There's no you're way. You're right. It would <laughs> it would be so disappointing because what have we learned from Angela? She has a great family and a great daughter. I talked about her human moment a few weeks ago. She won that uh reward challenge. Was it reward or immunity where no, she ate the slug? The slug. It was immunity I will never get that slug. image out of my mind. It was like it was incredible, but other than that, you're right. She's kind of been a dud. Donathan's been a fun character because he's this. I mean, we touch on it. His story, this back backwoods, not backwards, this backwards guy who might have made his only black friend his entire life out here on Survivor. So like, he's got a story, but he doesn't have something that makes me say, "Yeah, I want to vote for that over these two guys that came out and." We're sort of Boston Rob-esque. I think, was it Feinberg that said, they're playing a game just like Boston Rob where he's saying, no, you're going to put me in final tribal and then you're going to vote to give me a million dollars and everyone's just going with it and Laurel's the, the leader of that. They're just knuckling under and not trying to win. They're just saying, if I can hang on, maybe I have a chance, but that's kind of like blindly going to your doom. Well, but the other thing about Dom is like, he does kind of seem to be out in the open like, I mean, I'm sure there's stuff because I think Kellen even said last night that they were talking openly at Tribal about splitting the vote and that they were going to split it between Kellen and Donathan. And that was not something we saw, but that was something she talked about this morning. So maybe there is more of Dom being open about stuff. But from what we've seen, it's like he's very good at making people feel like they're giving suggestions and feeling heard. Like they showed a couple things last night where he was like, oh, but what do you think? Who do you think we should vote for? And like he would kind of like throw it their way. <laughs> Livy's Livy looks up, mm. looks annoyed. Um, but yeah, he seems like he's controlling people in a yeah, like deceptive like, way. Yeah, like so. Dom, it was always a challenge to be like, okay, Dom or Chris, Dom or Chris, and like, like there was a point where Dom was like, I'm going home. Like I have nothing, and I'm like, okay, well, let me think here, and. and I mean, but he always had something. He was very, very deceptive and very, like, Boston Rob-esque. Like, just, I mean, the accent helps, too. But... <laughs> well, I think that both of them might be offended because one's Boston, one's New York, right? But the, to me, it's all... It's all I'm a tech You can't, you got you something can't switch like up the Yankees Sal- and the Red Sox, Libby. 
can't I do wouldn't that. know, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, but I'm just, I'm just saying, okay, I haven't really, but with Dom, he was very deceptive and very like, okay, you want me on your side, right? Like, please, like asking, like, or basically acting like Desperado over here. And, um, and so I think that that's kind of how he would be able to drag people in. What about Wendell? What was the perception of Wendell? Wendell? <laughs> he is very crafty in more ways than one. Uh, he's, you know, know he's always making, always making jewelry. Always out there building stuff. So we never really conversed with him. Like, mm. we never knew what was going on. No one really had very many conversations with him. And so that's why it was like, I don't really know. Like, what is, what is he thinking? We couldn't really talk strategy with him as much. He never talked strategy with the people that he didn't want to work with. Huh. So. That's how, I think that's that could be a sign of things to come, maybe. I, especially because we've seen a lot of his strategy talk. He's done a lot of narration for the season, like, via confessional. So Exactly, that is, yeah. Yeah. It's interesting to hear that side of it. I mean, like, well, I feel like we've been seeing that all season because whenever, whenever that duo, that power couple, needed to talk to someone, Dom would always walk up and he'd do his little thing where he folds his arms and like he l- makes very strong direct eye contact with you, and he just like he has a conversation with you that doesn't sound threatening and doesn't sound like he's trying to stab you in the back, even though that's probably his goal. So I think from the I social think game. The thing that I I like kind of respect about Dom though is that like he was pretty honest in a lot of things. Like whenever I I was like like he was kind of like there for me because I was with him for a lot of different tribe swaps. So I was like Dom, look, I know my name is being brought up. I just want to know where it's coming from. I'm so confused because I have no no like I don't have any arguments with anybody. I don't have any like drama between anyone i just don't understand he's and he would be like libby i'm not really sure right now but when i know i'll tell you not gonna tell you where i'm voting or whatever but i'll let you know and he did so i mean he was pretty he was pretty you know upfront when it came to stuff like that and so that kind of was really good for him to be able to like put on his resume that he was being honest like like libby this is where it's coming from and yeah and I like don't really know where I stand in this right now, and I'd have to respect that. So I'm like, well, you said that you gave me your word. You tell me, and he did. So like that was that's kind of why it was really hard to like, uh, like I don't know how I want to where I want to side with you because I want your information, but then like I don't trust you in other ways. So yeah, my journalistic tendencies are tingling for follow up questions, but I'm gonna have to to hold off so that you don't get sued five thousand billion dollars thank you but i think the other interesting thing that happened this week was the immunity challenge which we alluded to with wendell and i obviously the jury's not out there you guys are just chilling at ponderosa right you're not like hiding off camera oh yeah oh yeah i'm probably cooking something something <laughs> uh what was it marsala something tiki marsala tiki marsala but mm. yeah i think that was something i've never seen before and Jeff reacted like he'd never seen anything like that before. How was that presented to you yeah. guys at Tribal? What was the context you got? So Jeff kind of let us in on it afterwards because we were like, what? And he's like, so guys, this is what happened. Because he'll like come and chat with us afterwards. After Tribal? After Tribal, they leave. It's like, all right, guys. Oh, my gosh. 
the immunity challenge. You're not going to believe this. And he's like super enthusiastic about it always. And that's why we love him because he loves the game more than any other super fan. It's like, oh my gosh, guess what happened? Like, I've never seen this before. <laughs> Jeff's and perfect so, world is where he gets cloned 17 times and then just there's 18 Jeffs on the island. And then, well, I guess there'd have to be yeah. another one hosting it. It'd just be all yeah. Jeffs running around. But he, when he told us, we were like, what? Like, I mean, like, is there some, isn't there someone watching, but they remind us that whenever you're done, like, I mean, you have to like raise your hands and say like, Jeff, call him over. He always like, call me over when you think you're done because he can't be watching everyone. Though Wendell did have his hands up. I mean, you could have your hands up and like, just be looking. But I would also argue he had his hands up as like a, do I have it? It I think I have it. Like he didn't look like he was like done, you know? Yeah, but I think that, like, I mean, he's all the way over at the end, and he's like this. No, like, there's not a second judge that can be like, Jeff, go look over here. So, I mean, they can't have a second judge on camera. So, so yeah, I mean, I think that, like, fair and square, Lowell got it. It just kind of sucks for Wendell. Well, not really, because he was never even threatened anyway. Well, yeah, that's true. That's In a perfect world, it would have sucked for Wendell. But <laughs> these were the quotes I found, by the way. I, I couldn't find them before. But she said, they're two of my best friends out here. And then later she said, I'm going with the smart move rather than the big move. And uh, we always talk about Stephen Fishback, the former survivor, because he always writes very insightful columns about the week's action. And he, he said, Laurel doesn't spend this episode figuring out how to make her move. She spends it figuring out how to not make her move. And I thought that was a really good summation of yeah. what we saw. Oh, that's pretty. That's a good one. Dang, that really sucks. I hate <laughs> that for her. Like, I bet she's just like, just like, just literally, I don't want to talk to anybody right now. I'm so dumb right now. Uh, but like, again, when you're out there, I guess like, I mean, after 35 days, you'd want them to be like, okay, now it's time. But then like, you're mentally exhausted. I'm that say, that maybe... seemed like the real theme of this episode was just people just mental breakdowns. I mean, obviously the immunity yeah, thing too. Like, yeah, well, I think that maybe it's like, okay, towards you, you have to really see like, okay, this is why Survivor is so challenging. It's because like the easy way is to like, or the natural way is to go the easy way. When you're tired, you go the easy way. Like, okay, I don't really want to mess with this like i know they're not gonna vote for me i'm just gonna stay with them but like that's when you have to fight through to me like that's what i always saw like okay this is the time where you like power through and like okay thank you thank you bye-bye now you know kind of thing and the mcdonald's but, is again, all the way across was, the island so they can only bring it once every few days to you guys and that's got to be stressful <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know we were mentally exhausted from all the chicken nuggets that we got no like that's again like i, I think that i would lose so much respect if survivor gave us food like easily or like ever took breaks that like that never ever ever happens as much as people want to think like well there was the oh, deal whenever. for rice right somebody talked about that a couple weeks ago that like i think after the merge the tribe traded like a bunch of pillows and stuff for some extra rice the they traced it that I, that was after my i think elimination yeah i think whenever i got booted then, uh, they were like, Libby was the provider. We're starving now. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Libby can't, Libby's not there to make fire anymore. <laughs> Fish, like, what the heck? They, they traded their comfort stuff for food, for more rice. So that's why you see everybody, like, pull all the rice. And they started gaining more weight, too. Yeah, because I think it was so, uh, Jenna who talked about in her Ponderosa that she had gained weight from the time 
she had last been weighed to the time she got voted out and and she was joking she's like i have to be the only person to have gained weight on survivor although she still lost like 11 pounds or something yeah yeah but um yeah that was really funny she was like dang it why'd they have to give us that i had this great body and then (laughs) (laughs) you gained it all back in ponderosa like in five days Yeah, and there was yeah. some talk on Ponderosa this week about, I think it might have been you, I'm, I don't know why I'm blanking on this, but I think you were talking about this, who, uh, um, saying that really you feel less exhausted and more refreshed pretty quickly, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was me. Um, because, like, they make you feel at home so quickly that then, I mean, though it is, like, you don't get anything back, like, you don't get your phone, you don't get anything like that back, but, like, Tell they me, do welcome great. you in. Give you, <laughs> yeah, great. Uh, they welcome you in, you go, you go get, like, make your coffee, have things like, just like, like you'd be back at home. Like if you wanted to go have breakfast in bed, you could do that. And, but I didn't sleep a wink my first night, but that next morning, just Chris and I were working out. Still. Yeah. Oh, for sure. We started working out like that morning of like, <laughs> or that morning after, because I was like, let me just get back into like real life. And I just know this stuff. So we just like went paddle boarding and ate and worked out and just had like a normal day and then you start things start coming back to you and yeah it's nice the king and queen of ponderosa you get get, loud and proud (laughs) you get that title forever like you forever they said kellen lost over 10 percent of her body weight (laughs) at the weigh-in which sounds insane i mean what like you talk you're talking about all the mental stuff like what, what was the actual effect like physically did you at the challenges and stuff, did you feel like your body just couldn't move or did the adrenaline get it going pretty easily? The adrenaline gets it going for me at least. I mean, I went through quite a few different things whenever I was like, I've been training, like I trained for marathons and stuff. And that's when I like really lost a lot of weight and I was kind of like struggling with an eating disorder. And, and so I'm kind of used to pushing my body to a way that like, maybe I'm exhausted, but I can still keep going. So it, and I was like, guys, I don't even feel like I lost any weight. And then looking back, I'm like, oh my gosh, I look like that mirror. Everyone is always shocked at that mirror. Yeah. Yeah. And so it is, but like with the food, I mean, I did win every food reward I possibly could. I was like, nothing's holding me back from food. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, I think that whenever we would always talk about food and we, but when it's not around you, you kind of don't, don't think about it. I did feel like I kept losing weight, but I, I think that like, not only like are the cameras around you and, um, and then you go, you're always busy, like either going to a challenge or that takes a long time and going to tribal your, the time is just like, like you're always doing something. So it kind of gets your mind off of the fact that you are just withering away. (laughs) (laughs) Withering away. How are you doing, Ty? Do you, do you want a water or a snack? No, I'm good. <laughs> Along for the ride, just chilling. I just, I'm just, I, I don't know. Jump in. Tell me what your experience watching Ponderosa is like. Me? You're <laughs> asking my experience watching Ponderosa? Ah, forget it. Yeah, what do you think Ponderosa is like? <laughs> I think Ponderosa looks like a dream vacation. You know, like if I was there, okay, I do have a real question though. The people pre-merge, where do they go? They're not chilling at Ponderosa. They, with with guys, they kill right? them. No, we don't see them. They okay. send them off somewhere else. Wow. 
it's like devastating. I was always curious. It I don't looks know. like it. It looks like they take all the and maybe I'm wrong. It, it looks like the pre-merge people hang out on their own for a while, and then after the merge, they send all them back home, and then the rest of the people come in. I, I don't know if that's right, but that's what it seems like. Yeah. Because the y'all pre- don't know this. Maybe uh, tells me that I probably shouldn't tell. <laughs> Oh, I'm just no, inferring really based fine. off social media how the pre-merge people seem to be hanging out and then all of a sudden they're yeah. gone. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, I don't know. Regardless. Yeah, I mean, you have the right idea. Yeah. Yep, that's the ticket. <laughs> that's the ticket. Ponderosa actually does seem like a <laughs> unbelievable... I'm actually wondering, you you got to spend a decent amount of time there. Uh, fortunately, unfortunately, I, I don't know. Like, my... What was better? Was it better being on Survivor or being at Ponderosa, the all-expense-paid vacation where they feed you and you can just do whatever you uh, see, want? <laughs> this is where I think I won. I got to get like, <laughs> the best of both worlds. I got to like not. I got to get this full Survivor experience, and then I got. I didn't have to be the first one voted out of the merge, but I still like you know like. But to be honest, every time we're at Tribal, we're just looking there like oh, I want to sit there. I want to be sitting there. Like you, of course, want to be in the game, mm-hmm. but they make it worth the devastation by being back at Ponderosa. <laughs> it is wonderful. Like I mean, I had the time. Like we, you build new relationships. You Just way different than get it was to, in like, the game. Yeah, I get to really reflect back on your survivor experience. I mean, those final three, they didn't really get that time to reflect back, and they're. It's very, very. I mean, it takes a toll on their mind even more because they get back to Ponderosa for a day and then have to go back to America. And it's like, mm. where am I? You know, and that at least we get back and we're like, OK, let's reflect. I mean, I journaled a lot. I got to really think about things that I want to do back and and what I could have done. But then like, OK, I'm over it kind of stuff. So that I'm thankful for and which I feel really like bad with the people that don't get to do that. Mm. And what was it like spending all that time with the King of Ponderosa? Does he always spontaneously break into raps or he does talk about volleyball? Like, boom. Okay. Volleyball. No, but we did play a lot of sports (laughs) back at Ponderosa. And so, I mean, I got to know Chris in a whole, like the real Chris. And I actually, he's, I feel bad because he like, he wouldn't shut his mouth. And sometimes I'm like, Chris, be quiet. Don't, don't talk. But he's so smart, so genuine. He's very honest. He doesn't hold anything back or hide anything from anybody. So, like, that's what I really respect about him is that, like, Chris is Chris. You're going to get the real Chris. And so, so like, whenever we were paddle boarding, we were really talking about, like, his relationship with his mom. And, and you know, yeah, like, he is very confident in himself. But, like, what he says, he's not, he's not making up, which you're like, okay, you're probably just saying that to like re- relate to me, which you're probably lying or being overdramatic, but it's like real. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess like sometimes there were times where I was like, I cannot right now. I'm going to go paddleboarding by myself. <laughs> but there were a lot of times where I was like, this guy is really cool. Okay, that's good to hear. So, so we got to learn who Chris was. Who do you think that you got to spend a lot of time with got the most unfair edit of say we didn't get to see who their personality really was because they were, you know, typecast as, you know, you were the devil in disguise. You think Chris was? Me and Chris for sure. (laughs) Me and Chris. (laughs) (laughs) The king and queen. 
<laughs> was it truly the first time you talked to Kellen when you were at Ponderosa too? She said that in her, I'm not, I mean, obviously you talked to her before, but was that yeah. the first time you really t- got to talk with her? I tried one, like I tried on the beach and I was like, so Kellen, I really think that we can work together. Like what if we did an all girls alliance and really tried something to make a move that people wouldn't expect? She's like, okay, I'll think about it. <laughs> and then like walked off and I'm like, get out of the <laughs> But like, all right, see you later. <laughs> I really tr- like okay, um, yeah, like that was kind of it. And then like when it were, when we were painting our flag, we had a little conversation about her brother. But that was, yeah, I mean, I, I like you think that we have all the time in the world to talk to everybody, but you really have to pick and choose about the, with the conversations because not only are you talking with that person, but somebody else is seeing you talk to that person. So you have to really take into account of every move you're making. So I I think you can maybe spoil this if you want to. Um, what was in your Survivor Sunshine bag? Have you opened it yet? Oh, <laughs> yes. Um, I need to reopen it. So whenever I was watching her Ponderosa, I was like, oh, I need to go get my Sunshine bag. What what kind of stuff was in it? Well, obviously a love note. <laughs> maybe not a love note. She might be blushing. I might have got her to blush a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, you know, some things I signed an NDA for my sunshine bag. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually more strict than the survivor one. <laughs> what happens if Ponderosa stays at Ponderosa? <laughs> That's what I've always figured. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, some of it. At least you get to see some some of it. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Libby's teasing us with every possible bit of information. <laughs> but one day one day we'll hear it all. But see, that's this is the this is what yeah. I like about time. You know, is like you you always. Uh, well, I, I don't know if people follow each season of Survivor closely enough for this to be true. But you know, like if there's like a sports team or something, and there's all this crazy stuff happening, and they're like, we're just it's behind closed doors. We won't talk about it. But then, like twenty years later, everything comes out. There's like the one guy who writes the biography. <laughs> we'll just wait for Libby's biography. I guess is what I'm saying. Yes, I'm writing a book. <laughs> Me and Jenna may have a podcast coming up. Oh really? Maybe. Oh, just just well, maybe. <laughs> we'll see. I just thought of yeah, it. Yeah, we'll. <laughs> no, we'll we'll stay tuned for that. Yeah, I guess we should get into the power rankings. I don't think Libby's going to give us power rankings. Well, first, would you listen if Jenna and I had a podcast together? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just. We kidding. would be very interesting. No, actually, I thought your answer was going to be Jenna when Ty asked who was more interesting than they were on screen because. Her Ponderosa was really funny, and, and she didn't really get to talk at all on the show. That's true. Jenna Jenna didn't get... I mean, Jenna was herself all the time, so it's like she's just awesome and funny. But, like, yeah, you didn't get to see that on camera. So her she's super real, super fun. So I would say that that's a fair choice, too. Well, let me ask you this. What would your podcast be about? Well, you know, that's a great question. We could go everywhere we could talk survivor stuff we could talk travel maybe we're traveling the world together maybe tarzan we and are and maybe we could have special guests on there because we have some fun friends and she's gonna be living in florida so yeah to talk about her florida life my national life fun stuff we could figure it out it's we could start. get creative it's a start I'd, I'd say you're on the right you're on the right track <laughs> <laughs> we'd be a unique podcast for sure we'll figure it out so yeah 
stay tuned to, to that. We'll we'll let we'll plug where you can find Livy on social media if if you would like to be found. The Libster. <laughs> I, I am the Libster, right? At I am the Libster. On everything, on all the platforms. Twitter and Instagram. Wow, you got it. Yeah, you got it everywhere. Got it. <laughs> but yeah, I think before we get out of here, we'll do a couple more things. We'll do. Uh, Power rankings, Power. and maybe we'll go back to our old uh, like rapid fire questions. You want to do that, Ty? We haven't done that in a while. We can we can try it. I have to make them up on the spot. But no, here I'll, I'll share the old doc with you real quick while we're doing the power rankings. We can just run through some of our fun, quick questions. But yeah, so I don't think Libby's going to give us power rankings because that would tell us who she's going to vote for. But we can do it, and I think people might know where we're going. But who's your number one, Ty? Do, actually, do do you want to just like count down, just hit it, just go? Three, two, one. I think we can do that. There's a there's a fair chance that we're gonna have the. Uh oh, Libby's showing us something. <laughs> oh, she's got a, a slip of paper. First tree mail. First, oh tree mail. They don't show tree mail anymore. What's up with that? There you go. Wow, I didn't even think about that. Sorry, <laughs> found that. Libby's, I'm still looking for my sunshine. Letters. Libby's walked away from her computer. <laughs> she's just dancing around the room now. <laughs> that's okay we'll we'll cover our top three so we're counting it down okay number one. one top three three two one dom boom that was easy okay. got it number one the way he's been playing it's just he seems like he's friends with everybody and i think that's gonna get him through to the end number two three three two, two one. one wendell wendell oh man <laughs> that one did not add up oh, well. God. i need to count <laughs> oh right, you can count right. yeah count us for the third one okay Third one. Ready? Three, two, one. Jeff Probst. <laughs> Dang it. He did have a strong episode. Yeah, that was a good one. That was a good, strong episode. Yeah, that immunity reaction okay. was strong. And Number four. Actually. Now, do you remember who you have left? Uh, actually, wait. Let me let me just be honest. My, my top, my number three would be Kellen this week because she got them to split the vote and that was fun. And then she went home anyway. Okay. Oh, are we going all the way to set? Do we want to go all the way to six this time? We usually do top three, but it's the last episode, so let's just keep going. Okay, go. Ready? Number four. Three, two, one. Laurel. Okay, go. Sebastian. Oh. This is a strange way to do it when we're not matching up anymore, but uh, we got to keep it going now. Yeah, it's, I just five. say Laurel number four because she's going to make the final three. I say Sebastian just because I don't know why. Because he's funny. <laughs> he is very okay. funny. We'll do top five. All right. Uh, was that five? No, no, no. We have one more. No, that was four. We got Dang, one more. I can't count higher than three. Ready? I've proven that. Okay. Um, Ready? Wait, three, I got to think two, who's left. Who's, who's left? Uh, wait. Okay. We got Donathan, Angela, Jonathan, and Laurel, and Sebastian. Kellen. Okay. Okay. Sebastian. All right. Hit me. Okay. This is number five. <laughs> three, two, one. Go. Jonathan. Angela. <laughs> well, that experiment was great. <laughs> Did you say Donjela? I think... I, we said it so said exactly Angela. at the same time that you heard Donjela. Because I really did hear Donjela. I said Donathan <laughs> and he said Angela. <laughs> That's so funny. Well, as long as you're not one of those psychos who heard Yanni. No, weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think oh, this will be an interesting finale if Dom and Wendell make it to the end. Because I think they're two potentially deserving winners, but everyone else I don't feel that way about. Like, if somehow Dom and Wendell got voted out, (laughs) like, sixth and fifth place, I'd just be like, what the hell is going to happen now? Yeah, that would be weird. So, what's next? I was going to say, this was the part where we were just going to sit in silence until you felt awkward enough to just tell us who wins. I know. (laughs) I'm a snapper. Start snapping. 
Okay, Ty, you got the <laughs> you got the questions here. So here's what we'll do. Ty, I'll I'll just mark down tallies, and then when we get to ten, we'll stop. Deal. And the last question will be the Levi Bradford special. No, we'll we'll throw that okay. in there somewhere. All right. First off, what's your favorite movie? Toy Story. One, two, or three. One. Okay. Oh, okay, gotta go with the original. Just have to check. I'm only counting that as one question. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. I thought back. Actually, I love the third too. It is good. The third. Oh man. It's a neat little bow. There's a tearjerker. Oh, going down scene. into the incinerator, I was convinced that that was going to be the end of the movie, Ugh. and I was going to be okay with it. I was like, you yeah, know, this is kind of poetic. I just yeah. truly felt like it was unfair for that movie to come out like while I was about to go off to school and leave home. <laughs> same, same. I was like, oh my gosh, I have to leave all my dolls? This is so sad. <laughs> that was real life. <laughs> I am Andy. I am Andy. Like, this is my life. No, I always, I've always loved Toy Story. So, and I, I watch with my brother all the time. Yeah, Toy Story 3 has to be one of my favorites. Because it's just like that. Don't you agree? Like the sequels are like some of the best sequels. Like, yeah. Two, three. It's just like they're. Usually they're that doesn't happen with uh, sequels. It's like diminishing right. returns. But all right. Lion King 2. Like what's that? Anyways, go on. Favorite castaway you were with? The whole time? Yeah. <laughs> She's about to see these people in like 24 hours or something. Uh, I just no. thought I thought I could I thought I could get her if, if it was like quick question. She would just have a name and it would just come out. Yeah. Uh, I have to say Jenna. Jenna and Michael. What is the favorite place you've ever traveled? Ooh. Traveled a lot of places. Um Fiji. <laughs> Not biased at all? <laughs> I did spend quite a few days there. Um Fiji or I love Italy. Oh, where did you go in Italy? Oh, here we go. I've been to... Um, right. I just went there like Rome, a month ago. Rome, Florence, Cinque Terre. Um, yeah. Okay. It's great. Nice. Good I did view. a Rome and Florence trip like a month ago. It was awesome. Two months love ago. Florence. I don't know. I love Florence. All right, Ty, get your own travel podcast. I know. I need to. That's all you ever talk about. Actually, I don't know that you've I'll mentioned be, it I'll on the podcast. On <laughs> Follow my judges. hashtag, living it up with Libby. That's my travel hashtag. <laughs> so follow it. If you're out there traveling, just just use it. Even if Libby's not with you, you can just say yeah, living exactly. it up with Libby and then Libby will feel like um, she's I'm everywhere. there in spirit. Okay. Yeah. What do we got? What do we got? What do we got? Does time exist? Yeah. <laughs> 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 what kind of question is that? <laughs> Unless we live in Doctor Whoville. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think I've heard that put together, <laughs> Doctor Whoville. <sighs> Do you have any tattoos? No. Ty, are you thinking about asking if she would get a tattoo, or would that count as another question? Too would you? Are you going to get a tattoo? Too indecisive? You'd regret it? Same. Yeah. Okay, this is number six. Uh, cats or dogs? Dogs. Right answer. Ooh, phone call or text message? Depending on the situation. With a boy... That I love I love phone calls. I could talk to her all the time. Yeah, phone calls. Okay, you said boy, so intelligent or funny in a partner? Man. If you could only have one. Oh, funny. Alright, two more questions. Pick, two more? Choose wisely, Ty. What is an invention that the world needs? It feels like a beauty pageant question. It's like God. how would you fix the world? Well, I world would, I would bring world peace. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Um, we were talking about this actually out there. Chris came up with one that we were like, "Whoa, that's a really good one." I just can't remember what it was. Man, there's so, there's just everything out there. I don't know. 
That's a really tough one. I don't have to ponder. I'll tweet at y'all. Like, I got my invention. <laughs> we'll do a whole podcast on her invention. No, okay. Last one. Oh, actually, we're going to have to have a bonus question because I forgot about Levi's question. Slogan to describe your life. Uh, like, how long can it be? Uh, less than 500 words, please. Okay. Um, I think I've written something that was like, I'm a small town girl with big city dreams lo- that uh, loves adventure and not afraid. Or something. I'm- is there a chance it is, I'm a small town girl who's not afraid to go after her dreams, faith, family, and friends there get me go. where I'm going? Uh, at I am the Libster. <laughs> there we go. On Twitter. Found uh, it. Yeah. That's, that's, that's literally my, your Twitter bio. <laughs> That's I was like, I, I know I'm like, I've written something. Yeah. Okay. This is, this is out of the category of the does time exist thing, but we used to, I used, uh, I used to live with our former co-host Levi, who doesn't, we don't, I don't know what he's doing right now. Um, but he, he, he woke up one, one morning and he came in and he dropped this question on us and he kept saying it like all day and he wouldn't stop. And he still thinks it means something to anyone but him, but Here's the question. He said, what if you woke up and everything was different? I feel like sometimes that's my life. <laughs> See, what do you mean? What do you mean when you like, say I'm wake up in a new world. Oh, so you truly I... do get to wake up and everything is different. We'll have to tell Levi about this. <laughs> He'll be excited. No, that's so funny. It's a really, really good question, I guess. But not really, because a lot of times a lot of people live in a very routine life. But I think that you get to choose if you wake up in a whole different world. You can really, you have full control over that. So if you live that routine life every day and you wake up and do the same things, then yeah, you will wake up in the same world. But you have control over to make it different. That is a perfect note to end on, if you ask me. You have control. You have the chance to make a difference. So if you made it to the end, there's your inspiration. Go follow at I am the Lipster for more inspiration. Maybe that's what your podcast should be. You and Jenna just inspiring people. Uh, you inspiring people and then Jenna making jokes about it. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what our life is anyways. Okay. Um, Ty, why don't you yeah. do your whole uh, plug thing that I so love. I love it so much. I think Taylor hates it. But if you guys enjoyed this episode of On the Island, be sure to give it a follow. Subscribe. Tell a friend about it. Leave a review. We would love a review. Ernest, specifically. Oh, I got some feedback from Ernest. Oh, did you? Ernest, our New Zealand friend. He he said he wrote a review, but he's in New Zealand, so he thinks it went to, like, iTunes Australia or something. So he's not sure (laughs) if it's going to show up. Uh, (laughs) Ernest is our number one Oh, well, then, Ernest. We love Ernest. Ernest, I won't call you out. Thank you for your review but yeah anyone else out there write us a review let us know what uh we're doing what you want to hear um you can always find us on social media at on the island pod or on the island podcast if it is twitter up oh, backwards instagram oh dang it I tried so hard for instagram um you can find taylor on twitter at gains taylor you can find me on twitter at tyler b commons we have an awesome website that Taylor keeps up with and writes lots of interesting things because he's a journalist. And well, not, I not get anymore, on and ramble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not lately, but it's still fun to go back and read what you've written in the past. My dad's Twitter bio is working every day to get over 100 followers. And I feel like that's a good <laughs> summary of like my personal Twitter where I've had the same number of followers for like for like five years. I hear if you go on reality TV shows, 
your uh, survivor fo- or your Twitter followers jumps through the roof. <laughs> Did that happen? Were you just sitting there one day? Your phone, yeah, and your phone was blowing up with all these new followers. Yeah, it started happening, I guess, like after the first episode. And and then second episode was definitely more because the first episode you really didn't see me. And mm-hmm. then, um, yeah, I just started seeing like 82 people just followed you, 100 people just followed you. I'm like, whoa, this is so <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah, just make sure that you always interact with them. There you go. Yeah, Libby's uh, very interactive on social media. Not to overpromise, but she's fun. We've joked about I'm getting better on Twitter. I'm not very good on Twitter as I am on Instagram, but well, one day, one day, you have one the chance day. to take control for yourself, Libby. You can do it. That's right. <laughs> I can make the difference. And you know what's funny? Jonathan said that this week. He said almost those exact words, and they didn't do it. So. We head to the finale. I'm here to reverse the curse. (laughs) I would love to ask you how many times the producers begged you to just use that phrase in your answers, but I won't. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, that's all we got for this week. The finale is coming up. We'll be back. Hopefully, we'll have a live episode after, and then we'll come back with more in the days to follow. But thanks for coming. Libby, Ty, thanks for uh, doing your thing. You're all, I, I can't do it without you. And uh, could I? Are, are you making a face like I could? <laughs> yeah, I think you could. I don't know. I need you. I need you, Ty. You're my... Thanks. You're my Wendell. I, I want to be Dom. <laughs> I feel good about words. I feel good about Dom. <laughs> oh, that, there you go. Final prediction. Before we go, mine's Dom. Who do you say? I think that Wendell's going to somehow turn the table in the last episode, but I have no idea. Oh, and I don't know why you didn't do this, but you predicted Wendell in our preseason podcast would win. So stick to your guns. Sticking to it. He's going to pull it off. The upset, not the major upset, just the minor. It's a 5-12. It's not a 16-1. Who was my winner pick? Was it Angela? I thought it was Kellen. I think it was Angela. I want to say my final three was like James, Dom, Angela or something, but... I actually might somehow have two of those right, even if Angela doesn't uh, do anything. But anyway, it's time for the finale. So go watch it. Go throw some truth bombs. Take control. And uh, come back next week, where hopefully we'll have a sign-off. Because all these years, we still don't have one. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, everybody. Bye. I'm not good at making these things up as well. <laughs> that is uh, again.